Welcome to Like an Event Boss, your weekly events empowerment podcast with Carrie Abernathy and Juliet Tripp. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to episode nine of Like an Event Boss. It's Carrie Abernathy here, and I am here with my co-host, Juliet Tripp. Hello. And we also have a star guest on today, and I am so excited to welcome Derek Johnson to the show. Hi, Derek. Hey, Carrie. We're we're really, really excited to have you. Today, we're going to be talking about diversity and inclusion and how it ties into the events world, and it is something that you and I are, are very well versed in. So I'm going to start the show with having you give our listeners just kind of the quick rundown, the quick bio of who Derek Johnson is. Yeah, so obviously we don't have a long time here, but just the abbreviated version. Uh, Hello, everyone. Derek Johnson. I serve as the Chief Diversity Officer and Director of Event Strategy with Tally Management Group. We're an AMC located in New Jersey. We have about 40 um, full-time association clients, but my role with Tally uh, is to oversee the the overarching uh, strategy for our clients' um, experiences, whether they be uh, hybrid or virtual. Um, on top of that, I I really um, strategize around the uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives of TMD as a whole, um, and then also um, our clients. So ensuring that they have policies, procedures. Um, in place to support inclusivity, um, accessibility, um, and all types of uh, areas of uh, diversity and acceptance within the confinements of of their worlds. Um, On top of that, I chair the LGBT Meeting Professionals Association. Um, Free membership plug here. Uh, If you want to go to lgbtmpa.com, sign up. (laughs) Uh, And then I also sit on the PCMA board of directors, uh, so very active within the events world and community. And then last year, Carrie and I started events from Black to White, um, which is now a monthly uh, talk um, that we have around diversity and inclusion in the um, event space, specifically around systemic inequality around uh, Black uh, lives. So anyway. Uh, that's me in, in, in a nutshell. Uh, Carrie, toss it back to you. That was a great segue because I really literally was, was going to lead right into um, events from black to white and why we decided to do that and what it was. So you talked a little bit about what it was. Um, you know, we last year we decided that there needed to be an ongoing discussion in the events industry um, around all things inclusion and equality and um, and all of that good stuff. And needed, we felt that the industry needed kind of a frank conversation. They didn't need a training. They didn't need a webinar. They didn't need maybe even like a conference they needed. And we needed all of us an ongoing discussion that could change and be authentic and be vulnerable and kind of include everyone and shift focus throughout the year as, um, you know, as, as our lives changed and shifted too. I thought it was really incredible and valuable as a white ally. Um, Derek, like what, what made you want to do 
the the show with me? Like what, what made you want to start and continue this conversation? Yeah. I mean, it was uh, first and foremost, um, last year was a, an eye-opening traumatic experience for all of us because we were impacted by so much change, so much, um, 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 development, whether it was personally, emotionally, physically, um, we, we struggled because I think our world, we, we lived in such a bubble, such um, consistency uh, in our lives. And, and the, the idea that things are different outside of our bubble just didn't exist. Um, but I think what we saw last year was the world stopped. We were confronted with multiple challenges um, and eye-opening experiences, which really touched the hearts and souls of people, specifically um, the killing of George Floyd and then the magnification of the systemic inequalities between races in our country specifically. And so that really struck a chord with me as a black gay man. Um, I, I, have, I have multiple entities, multiple pieces of me that fit into subgroups that ultimately help drive who I am today and have presented um, barriers and walls and restrictions that have guided me through development. Um, I've struggled more than most people may realize. I've had um, challenges that some people will never even understand. So I had, I've had things happen to me that I don't even necessarily um, think I knew they were happening when they were happening in the moment. But looking back on it, think, wow, I was, I was profiled in that moment or that group was racist towards me. <laughs> um, and, and it's just because, again, we live in our bubbles, we live in our minds and we, we don't always allow them to see um, the scales of what the world is really truly giving us. And so the events from Black to White was, um, was kind of an opportunity for, for me to partner with uh, Carrie, you, my, one of my really long-term friends in, in invoking thoughts in others and in, to, to push for ultimately change in in the mindsets of, of our community, our community being the events world or anyone that fell within any spectrum of what we touch. And so I think fostering these conversations around um, the, the inequality within the events world, the profession that we love and care about so much. Why? Because ultimately we have the opportunity to change the world through what we do. Um, but having, cultivating conversations around um, around inclusivity and the diversity that either exists or didn't was a very important thing um, because someone needed to do it and it wasn't being done. And so as the leaders in this space, it was important for us to take that step forward and to be just that, be the leader to, to facilitate these conversations um, amongst friends. And very much like this talk show here, um, unscripted, uh, and, and very uh, casual to the point where you're actually getting to know people. We're getting to know, people are getting to know us, people are getting to know our thoughts. And, and that was the, the, um, the rationale behind events from Black to White. Plus Carrie's white and I'm Black. 
Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I mean, at its basic level, let's break it down. No, I, that was, that was such a good description and you can really like hear the heart in your voice when you talk about it. And I, I love that. I feel the same way. And I love that we've kind of brought this unique, uh, free form conversation to the table where, we have a lot of vulnerability in it. Um, both of us show up every single time with a topic, but not prepared. We haven't talked beforehand. We haven't discussed it. We don't know if we're going to agree. We don't know if we're going to disagree. We don't know if we're the subject matter expert on it or if we are going to, if it's going to bring up feelings, if we're going to cry, there's definitely been tears. I was just about to say that, if we end up sobbing <laughs> in the call, which has happened a couple times. I would, several times. Let's just, yeah. I mean, like, and you never know. And the, the greatest thing is the audience interaction as well. No one is on camera except for me and you, but, you know, the audience is really interactive and there, it's a safe place to share and just kind of grow together, which I think we need. Um, we really do need it. It's just, it's so refreshing. Um, and I've tuned into a couple of the sessions and I think it's something really different and it's something really important and having that raw, unfiltered, just open platform, like let's bring these issues to the forefront because we all have a responsibility to discuss them and, and change the world, as you said, Derek, like, that's what it's all about. And I think you two have done an incredible job. So, you know, thank you from me as a, as someone that's listening into you and, and just, in in admiration of the words that you're sharing and and the community that you've cultivated through the show oh thank you julie juliet you read my mind i was literally gonna throw it over to you because i <laughs> <laughs> we're so good at this now um i i just wanted to see what you know what's going on in um from your perspective what's going on in the uk what's the global view what have you participated in like what what's going on in your world yeah, sure. So, I mean, obviously, um, you know, the news of, of last year shook me to my core as it did many of us. And I guess I found it difficult to see where the hell I could start, like as a white woman, you know, come from a, a good background. And I've been, I guess, lucky in so many senses that I haven't had as many struggles as so many others and I found it really difficult to like work out where on earth do I start but I knew I just needed to educate myself to just show up in these conversations to listen to step back and to learn and you your show is a great starting point there are some other incredible initiatives here in the UK there are some great great event profs who are sort of leading the way and um, there's a great um, show and movement and organization by two um, British event profs called Gabby and Ashanti which is called Diversity Ally so I'll pop that in the show notes to for any UK and US event profs to check out that's really great you know there are more conversations happening of course there's still more that absolutely needs to be done with diversity and um in inclusion and just every every part of the industry to just take it to the level it should be at but I'm just grateful that there are conversations going on that now we can be a part of and we can champion that's right I'm, and I'm so glad to hear that you're leaning into it and I was so interested actually to hear you say that you you couldn't figure out where to start it was a little mm -hmm. overwhelming because I think that that's everyone's experience from an ally perspective um, in that yeah. you know people get paralyzed because they don't know how to fix all of the problems so yeah. there's a sense of you know being overwhelmed and not knowing how to move forward and you know I, I would just say, 
to everyone, just pick a, pick a place and stand up and start. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it can snowball. It can be a small thing that becomes a big thing. It, it can be any number of things that will, that will help, but we can't stand by. I really think that silence and inaction is complacency. Um, Derek, I'm interested to, to hear your opinion on that. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, we all have the opportunity to change our lives and change the lives of others through our impact and influence. Um, again, it goes back to our bubbles that we live in. We, I think, have uh, gravitated towards people, humanity, I say, when I say we, um, gravitate towards people who are like us. Um, it's natural. Uh, Carrie has high energy. Um, she is um, very um, an atypical person, um, very determined, and I'm the same way. Um, so that's why we gravitated. Plus we like to dance. And so we met on the dance floor. Um, but ultimately when we look at our circles, um, and our circles of influence, uh, they are nine times out of 10 of people like us. So when you think about our knowledge and the things that, that we gravitate towards, the things that we, um, um, associate ourselves with the information that we consume, they're all from people that share a similar mindset than us to us and so um when we diversify that group when we look outside of that bubble that's when we truly then enhance our our view of the world um and because then we can see through different people's eyes we can we can um temporarily wear the shoes of another person because we are then a part of their community and so um i i as much as people hate Facebook, I love it because it really has allowed me to keep and maintain the relationships um, that I've grown over the course of my my adult life. Um, whether it had been from college or my first job, through this board that I participated on, or this football team that I played on, um, or ex-boyfriends, best friends that I became friends with. Um, it's allowed me to at least keep them within my circle. And so when I see posts of theirs, I see things that they care about. I see things that mean something to them. And it triggers something in my brain. It's, it, it triggers emotion. Um, and that emotion helps cultivate a sense of um, openness to other ideas and concepts or challenges my initial thoughts. Like, wait a second. I didn't know that you were, um, you were a, a proud father. Like, when did that happen? Or I didn't know that an interest in chemistry, or I didn't know that there was this passion about global warming here, or whoa, I had no idea that this just happened in the world. Um, because again, my bubble is only but so big, we can only allow but so much information in it and so much so many connections within it, but then we branch out and we leverage everyone else's within our community and it just expands the depth of our um, our mindset. So when it comes to um, needing, wanting to step out and do something and learning, um, I think the first place to start is with your connections and to ensure that we are adding people to our communities that don't resemble us, that don't resemble the things that we enjoy doing and, 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 and see that 
blossom, see your world expand and and your mindset change. And that's that's the beauty of life, I think. You just give me goosebumps when you say stuff like that because you're clearly so enlightened and emotionally evolved <laughs> and open to expanding your world and your ideas. Like I want everyone to be like that. Not everyone is. How do you handle those difficult conversations? How with with such grace? How do you keep having these conversations over and over and keep bringing this energy to the table? Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, you the energy piece is is one thing because I think we are all very much drained. We're all emotionally drained. There's so much going on in our individual lives um, that that really play a part in how we show up. Carrie, right before we came on today, I literally offloaded everything that was happening in my week. My week. And that was just my my professional week, not my personal week. Not even like my volunteer week where I like all I sit on all these board directors and I'm not giving attention to them like I should um but the like it, it's it's crazy the amount of um of weight that we carry with us um in in this world but I think at the very core of the end of the day we all have north stars we all have something that really guides us in life. The thing that at the very end of the day, when you die, when you close your eyes for the last time, what is that moment that you want to feel? For me, is I want to feel that I have changed people's lives for the better, that I've impacted um, others in a way that will live on beyond me. That's that's the feeling that I want to I want to have. And so everything that I do in my life um and and this is a realization um literally talking about the eye opening experiences from last year, um a realization of of kind of my direction. Everything that I do needs to be needs to apply to that notion. And if what I'm doing doesn't, then I need to change it. And I'm willing to be stressed. I'm willing to be overworked. I'm willing to um, to stay up late. I'm willing to sacrifice. I'm willing to um, do all of these things to support my core North Star and to get to that, that pinnacle. Um, and, and it's kind of like the vision statements in associations. These are statements that, that um, organizations hold and they think that uh, they're, they're they're not reachable. Everything is reachable in this world, I think. Um, and then it's just setting higher and higher stakes and standards. But uh, this notion of changing people's lives, the amount of people, I can't change every person's life in the world, or can I? Um, and, and, and so that's, that's kind of the mindset that I have. And so I, I think it's finding your North Star, pinpointing what that, what that is, um, in, in applying everything to, in your soul to it. Because when you do that, that's when um, you're in, you find the energy. That's when you find the strength. That's when you find the time to really execute and deliver. Woo. Um, yeah. I mean, you just blow my mind every time I talk to you, Derek, like you're just amazing. Um, oh, my stop it. Mic drop. Mic drop. <laughs> Mic drop. Um, yeah. So, so I want to tie this all back into the events industry because obviously our listeners are here for um, all all things events. They're event bosses. That's why they're all here. So for Juliet and for Derek, 
why, and we'll start with Juliet, why, why does diversity matter in the meetings industry and at our events? Juliet, I'll start with you and then we'll go to Derek. Sure, I'm sure Derek will be able to articulate this far better than I can after this, all the epic mic drop moments thus far. But I think, you know, diversity is a completely essential, like it's a non-negotiable. We have such a huge industry, right? We have so many incredible events professionals. We have so many incredible events. So why is not, why is diversity not higher on the standards? You know, why do event um, companies and individuals not have it as high on their agenda as they should because we we just I just don't I don't understand it you know it matters because we are all about creating communities like that's what we do at our core create communities create moments everyone should have a seat at every table that we are creating like how can we say that we create incredible unforgettable moments when not everyone's involved or not everyone is a stakeholder or a supplier or a speaker or a planner or whatever. I just think the two contradict each other if we're not going all in on diversity as, as an important um, part of, of everything that we do in every step of our event planning journey. Um, that is my kind of, yeah, first thoughts on it, I guess. What about you, Derek? Oh, here I go again. <laughs> so for me, I think if you want a good thought, um, sit and ponder. If you want a an an evolved or a, an extraordinary thought, um, bring in the ideas of others. And what is that? That's nothing but including diversity in your thinking. And so when you do that, you get perspectives on a single topic, on a single venture that you may not see because again, you're living in your, you have blind spots. You have a view of the space that is very limited. And so when, again, when you add people to your thoughts, that view expands. And so when it comes to the industry of, of meetings and events, uh, again, we, I think, have the power of changing um, um, communities, of evolving communities, um, either economic or socially, around the world through connect, like you said, uh, Juliet, through connecting people, through educating people, um, and through sharing knowledge and experiences. Um, I think, and, and now that I say that out loud, I, I think every time I speak about the events world, I, I always talk about um, education and the idea exchange and connection piece. But there's also this emotional exchange um, that that I'm I'm now really starting to understand and realize. And this just sank in based off of this conversation. Again, adding diverse thoughts. Wow, look at that blind spot. I've just now opened up, I've unlocked this level in my brain. Thank you, Juliet, because of something that you just said. And now I'm going to go around and like use that as a part of my like um, rationale for this industry and the importance of it. But anyway, back to your notion, your, your, um, your question, Carrie, why diversity matters in events? Because it matters. Diversity matters in all subsets of life. And, and specifically in an industry where we touch so many people, where we have the opportunity to impact the lives of so many people, it's important for us to 
um, to leverage diversity um, so that we can reach diverse communities. Um, the, the virtual space, for example, is one that has shown us that we now as associations, as corporations, as groups, have the opportunity to now reach new audiences um, that may not have been able to associate with us before because we're no longer bound by time. We're no longer bound by location. Uh, so all organizations are now global because guess what? Innovation technology is global. Um, this thing called the internet is global. Um, and so um, the idea of tapping into this technology so that we now reach diverse audiences and, 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 and grow out the, the, the scales of the people that we touch and bring them into the communities that we're then fostering, I think is a part of now our responsibility that wasn't necessarily there before. And so diversity is important and it matters because it does. Um, and I think that's just the simplicity of it. it very much. Uh, it's not a simple topic, but you just made it sound really, really easy, both of you. Um, I, you know, I'll just add on to that and say that we as event planners, we have a responsibility because we have more power than we know to create not only magical moments, but to change lives and to affect real change uh, through our influence of content, through our influence of committees and people, and because events reach everyone in the world. Mm -hmm. Let that sink in. Events reach everyone in the world in some way or another. And we're just monochromatic without diverse thoughts and people. Oh, wow. Oh, you're making my heart race, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's, there's just so, it's, events are so multifaceted, aren't they? And it's, I think, initially, everyone was rushing to make sure that they had diverse speakers on their panel discussions. Like, and that is great. And that is important. But look at events with a holistic viewpoint and just see, do I have diversity at every single point in the event supply chain? Do I have diversity in every single point um, of my catering, of my accessibility for literally entering a venue, in my supplier selection? Like there is a lot to this. Don't feel overwhelmed by it because you can just start somewhere. I'm sure we'll get on to thinking about takeaways. But, you know, it's a whole supply chain we need to look at. And we also need to be benchmarking ourselves. So we need to have something to come back to, to improve upon, to deliver ROI. But, it, you know, ROD, return on diversity, like make sure that that is a big thing that we're reporting into our boards, not just on investment and not just on partnerships and stuff. Julia, I think you noted one thing that's very important here. Actually a couple things um, that I want to resurface. One, you're not going to be perfect in this. Mm -hmm. um, none of us are. Um, we have to start somewhere. And the idea of starting is the most important thing. Pick something in the scale of the planning cycle, in the scale of being a professional in this world and commit to it. And then add to that. That's when you start seeing um, things evolve. But the don't just do things and not put measurement behind it. We've been taught that um, very early in our in our professional careers. I think diversity, DEI has been the um, 
the hot topic, if you will, and all organizations are trying to do it. And oh, I'm going to put diversity here. Oh, I'm going to do diversity here, and I'm going to ooh be inclusive here, and then make sure that this is accessible. But the ideas behind it are great. Um, however, now we're in 2021. That was a 2020 bang. That was a 2019 bang. Um, now we're in 2021. How are you measuring growth in these areas? How, how is that? How are you quantitatively measuring growth in diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility across all channels? You, it's not. It's no longer just about doing it. Now we have to demonstrate that this is a continuous growth cycle, and putting measurements behind each of these initiatives is vital um, moving forward. Yeah, I, I so agree. I was actually just going to say that, but you took the words right out of my mouth. So again, mic drop moment, Derek Johnson, everyone. Um, I'm actually going to get ready to wrap this up. Derek, you know, any final notes on the future of diversity and events from you before we throw it to Juliet to finish up today? No, I mean, at the very end of the day, um, we all have the power uh, to change lives. And um, I think the events profession is one that has evolved in the space of being uh, life changers. Um, we, we are change agents in this, the scale of this, this global world. And when we realize that responsibility um, as a community, uh, I think with our creativity, connection, and, and determination, um, the world will be a better place. That's beautiful. Um, really beautiful. You, I want you to know, if you didn't already know, you've already left an, an incredible mark on the meetings industry, and you do have an incredible legacy. And we are so grateful that you were on the show with us today to just give us a tiny bit of your magic and knowledge and sparkle and everything else that you bring to the table, Derek. You're making me tear up. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do. That's what we do. Um, you know, I'll just say to our listeners, um, it, and this is this is real, real. And I don't want to over inundate your inbox, Derek, but but you are one of the most accessible, wonderful, easy to talk to, open book friends and, and, and just general colleague in the industry that I think everybody should reach out to to you if you don't mind. <laughs> Please, yeah, 100 percent. I'm here to support any and everyone in the community, however I can. Um, so, I mean, find me on LinkedIn. Um and I mean, share care, you can feel free to share my email address wherever um, this is published. Um, but yeah, happy to support whatever, whenever. Thank you. I'll throw it in the show notes. I'm sorry that I just kind of sprung that on you, but you really are amazing and just open for conversation. So I know that people are really going to get a lot out of this. So thank, thank you, Derek, so much again for being here. Um, Juliet, we always close the show with a thought or um, inspirational quote. I, I would love to kick it over to you to close us out today. So I'm actually not going to give you an inspirational quote, Carrie, because I can't I can't beat Derek because honestly, I'm just blown away. This conversation is so important. And the words that he's brought to this podcast and to our listeners 
are just amazing and we all need to listen so I'm not bringing inspiration because we don't need a quote from me and I will rehash one of Derek's quotes quotes which is that we do have power to change the world and we can all do that and we all should so please do follow Derek connect with him please check out events from black to white you know this is an incredible monthly show um you know Carrie and Derek would love to see that I'll be in the audience cheering them on too but thank you so much again Derek thank you Carrie this has been an awesome episode Um, please do let us know your thoughts Um, let us know if there's anything that you want to hear from us in this podcast find us at like an event boss on Instagram we would love to hear from you and thank you all so much we will see you next time